0: Yeah, live.
1: Good morning, everybody. Um, wow, <laughs> I must admit it feels strange to stand in church. I've got a beautiful view of London, but there's nobody here. <laughs> so I'm talking to a camera. Um, I can't see see any of you, but I just want to say welcome, welcome in the house of the Lord. Um, yeah, if we carrying on this morning with um, our awaken series. And I just want to thank every single person that was on yesterday. It was just such an amazing, amazing blessing. And I want to thank again, especially for Elaine de who so kindly baked us some cupcakes. And I just, it was just so amazing. You, you know, that that he baked the cupcakes and he, he gave it to me. And then afterwards, he sent me a text and he said, You know what, I actually wanted to make all of them exactly the same. But then I realized that we are all so different. We are on different journeys. We're going through different things in life. And that's when I decided to individually decorate every single cupcake. So guys, that's exactly how God is. He's got a journey with each one of us. We're on a different journey. Not one of our journeys are the same. But thank God that he is with us. So first of all, um, we've got a few announcements. Um, just for those who want to take part in Liberty, please register online. It's taking place on Thursday, on Friday, sorry, Friday and Saturday um, next week. So you can go online, online.uk and just register there. It's a two-day course and it will really it will just help you and set you on the path that God has plans for you. And um, we have church services will be from now on only online. Um, only those on the AV and preaching will be here. Um, and then, of course, Christmas and um, New Year's coming up, and we don't know what's going to happen, but we're going to celebrate. So, if anybody wants to help us with ideas, what we can do online, or maybe Uncle Boris said we can have Christmas here. Um yeah please um, contact Hercules and um yeah give him your your ideas and <coughs> if you can help it would be great. But um I'm gonna call Ian to do the offering message for us.
0: Ian I need to stand next to you because I've got mic. Yeah. Hi everybody. Hi, everybody. Uh, Margaret's got the mic, so she's been the mic stand this morning for me. Um, But basically, yeah, just uh, what God's put in my heart as far as the offering uh, was what came out of the ladies' event uh, yesterday. And basically, uh, one of the ladies said about, um, I think it was uh, Jolene, who spoke about comparing uh, oneself. And then the story of uh, the servants that basically The master gave the servant's, you guys know the story. The master gave the servant's talents and one went and invested it and, well, a couple of them went and invested invested the the talent, but there was one servant that actually went and buried the talent. And then, because he was scared that he was going to lose it or he was scared that there was going to be no return. So he decided to actually go and bury the talent, um, which then the master came back and was, you wicked servant, how could you... Uh, you should have at least gone and put it in a bank where I could have got some kind of uh, um, some kind of um, <laughs> interest on the loan. Yes. Yeah. So basically, what I'm trying to and what God was speaking to my heart about that is that when we compare what we have to other people, it fills us with fear and it paralyzes us. And so coming out of what Jolene was saying yesterday. Um, we shouldn't compare ourselves. You know, God's given us, each and every one of us, um, gifts and talents. And we should be wise and we should be, um, you yeah, just mindful of God on how we're investing those talents, what we're doing with those talents. Um, and we should just do our best, the best that God has given us with those talents. Um, and how that links to an offering with finance is exactly that, that we should be, uh, we should honor God with our finances that is at least we could do um, is to honor him with our finances and to do the best we can in that. Um, Yeah, that's my message. And the scripture reference for that is Matthew 6, 21, where it says, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So let's not compare uh, what we have financially with others because once again, that's going to paralyze us and stop us from being generous. It's going to paralyze us from doing the best we can do with our finances in the house of God, uh, with our brothers and sisters. Let's do the best we can. Let's be mindful of what God has given us and be thankful of what God has given us and not compare to our brothers and sisters. Okay. Let's pray. Lord, yeah, we just want to ask, Lord God, that, yeah, well, first of all, Lord, we just want to thank you, Lord. We want to thank you, Lord, for... Everything that you've given us, Lord God, we want to thank you, Lord, for your provision, Lord. We want to thank you, thank you for your provision for us individually, um, as families, Lord God, and as the family of of, of God, as the church, Lord God. What you've given us as the church of God, Lord God, to be your to be your hands and your feet in this world, Lord God. And I pray, Lord God, that Lord, as we are honourable with what you give us, Lord God, and as we are. yeah, as we are the vessels for your finances, Lord that you will bless, bless it, Lord God, that we will be an overflowing world that touches all those around us, Lord God. And that Lord, we will be those hands and feet that reach out into the community, Lord God, and to mm-hmm. spread your love and your good news in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Mm-hmm. Well, it's actually amazing um, today
1: that begin is with me. And I want you to bear with me today because um, I'm really going to talk from my own hurt and my own pain, and it's actually not just mine, but it is ours. And we really want to share it with you because we believe that God wants to reach out to so many people that's going through what we are going through. So, um, yeah, please just bear with me. I might get very emotional today. But you know what, God, when I was preparing, God spoke to me. And he said to me, tell your story. And I was like, Lord, I can't. It, it hurts. I can't tell the world what I'm going through. I don't have victory in it yet. And God just said to me, tell your story. And it was just amazing because I, I only met a lady a few weeks ago. And um, she came... She, to have tea and we were chatting, and somebody said, Yo, well, Margo's preaching on Sunday, and I said, Yeah, just pray for me. And she slipped at me and she said, Just tell your story. And that was just confirmation that I have to be obedient to God, and I have to share not just my story, but our story. Mm-hmm. So bear with me, please. Thank you, Lord. So yeah, where do I start? Well, in 2004, I met an incredible man. And I met him at a kids camp. We were having fun and it was just such a joyful occasion because every year um, we took about 60 plus kids. We took them on a summer camp. I was working for every nation at that stage. And um, so, yeah, I did it for five years. So, children was just part of me. It was just my life. Every single day I went into the community, I served the kids um, at church, I did kids' church. I was jumping up and down in front of the church like a clown sometimes. Um, yeah, so kids were just always part of who I was. And then I got um, a few years later, in 2009. Um, yeah, Ian and I got married. I and mean, it was a joyful occasion. We all were so happy. So it was just natural for us. Of course, of course we're going to have children. There's no questions about it. We're going to have children. Do you know, <laughs> I soon discovered what the books tells you and what movie shows you. All of that is almost like a three-step plan. You know, have sex, carry the baby, give birth, fine, all done. But for us, it didn't happen that way. And that's what I want to share with you because a lot of us are in this position. We thought it's going to be easy. Yeah, you studied, you thought you're going to follow this career. You thought, oh, I'm just going to apply for the job and there we go, set up for life. Or even it is, you know, that you're looking for a husband or for a wife and you thought, yeah, I'm just going to enjoy life. Of course, the person is just going to come around, going to have a date, (laughs) we're going to get engaged, we're going to get married. And it's years down the line and it still hasn't happened. What? What then? Well, (laughs) So my story started in 2009, like I said, and Ian and I was so excited. We decided, well, I was 38 at that stage, and we decided, oh, well, (laughs) we're just going to go for it. We're going to have children. And after a year, we still were trying and nothing happened. And we realized, oh, this is hard, Lord. This is so hard. Two years later, after two years, My focus was completely, I had one focus and one thing only, and that was to have a child. You know, even my quiet times, it wasn't about worshipping God. It wasn't seeking His face. It was just pouring out my heart day after day after day, screaming out, Lord, Your Word says, ask and you will receive I'm asking you I'm begging you and yet yet nothing because you know I turned scripture to suit me I didn't look at the word in context I just looked at it as what can I get out of it and um, yeah now I know better those don't do Bible school, <laughs> yeah, and I know for a lot of us, we lose complete focus, we focus on what we don't have. You know, I love what uh, uh, Ruth Posh said yesterday, where she said, Marriage, husbands are not the first love, but God needs to be our first love, and my first love at that stage. It was definitely not God. To be honest, it wasn't even my husband. It was a child that I just longed for. And that was hard. It was hard okay, to let go. But guys, God is a God of order. You know, he says in his first command is, love me with all your heart, all your soul. And you know, at that stage, my heart was broken in pieces. I was like, Lord, whatever. My soul was thirsty, was dry. And my mind was just asking question after question after question. Ian was the fourth in the queue. And I had to go to a point where I just had to say, Lord, forgive me. I made a big thing out of something that I don't have. Help me to change my focus and focus on you for the plans and purposes that you have for me. And it wasn't a quick fix. It wasn't. It was hard. It was hard to let go of my child and to focus on God and the plans that he had for me. So a year after that, um, there was three years after we got married, uh, both Ian and I went for tests and, and a glimpse of hope because there's absolutely nothing wrong with either me and Ian. So medically, we can have children. So I was full of hope again. I was like, yes, okay, we can do this. We, we're going to do this. And, and just joy, you know, of, of having that hope again. So we, we, we set off again and we were all encouraged. Yes, yes we're going to have a child. That is what God wants for us. And then... Um, i i will never forget ian and i moved to um, a new property and with that we had to go register as a a a new medical and i walked in and the doctor asked me said to me um so um margot what can i do for you and to be honest i wasn't i was just going to register but i burst into tears in front of this stranger. And I said, all I want is a child. And he looked at me and he asked me how old I am. And, and I told him the whole story. And he said, I'm going to book you into a clinic immediately. and We're going to help you. And, um, but the one thing, but Ian, you have to make an appointment and Ian have to be with you. He's got to be with you when you come for your next appointment. So a week later, um, Ian and I arrived at the practice and um, we sat down all now waiting for him to go through medical things and tell us what to do and all of that. And um, all he looked at us and he said, Ian, I just want to tell, talk to you as well. Is this journey that you and Margo are going on. It is not just her journey, or your journey. It's you together, you one minute, and together you're going to go on this journey. And you guys have to love and support each other in this journey. It was really as if something clicked in with us, is that, yes, you know, I'm going through mm-hmm. that rejection a month after month. But Ian had to step up and go with me through this. I can't do this on my own. This is something that we have to go. So I just want to encourage you, you know, sometimes we want to do things on our own. We hide things. And God doesn't want us to do things on our own. I'm gonna talk to, to the men now. Many of you are focusing on your career You need your wife to stand next to you because she's the one who's going to come and pick up the stuff at home. Woman, if you focus on your career, you have to do it together with your husband. This is not a a journey that we're going on our own. This is a together journey. And to the single people, guys, don't do it on your own. Call us, your friends, that will stick to you, will stand with you and walk with you together on this journey. I beg you, don't carry this burden on your own. Whatever your burden is, connect with somebody. God has not made us to do things on our own. So, um, yeah, (laughs) yeah. We were very surprised because um, if you know the NHS, as you all know it, you know, normally it's very like you're a number and, okay, you go. And so we really felt that God used that stranger to speak into our lives. And I want you also to tell you, let people speak into your life. Don't take everything on board, but you will know that you will know when God speaks through people because that day he spoke to us. So um, yes, I immediately went to the clinic and um, yes, again, um, they (laughs) decided that I need to go for tests but they have to put me down so that I can can check everything and and stuff. And it was actually just before um, Ian's 40th birthday. And um, (laughs) so I, in my ignorance, I um, was going in for this little op on Wednesday, so I was planning this big party away for Ian to go and surf down in Devon. Um, yeah, because I'm just going to quickly go in and come out, and everything's going to be fine. And um, I went in, um, and the half an hour of or the test ended up in a three hour operation. And um, they discovered that I, my um, ovaries were actually growing to my back, um, yeah, onto my back. And they had to loosen that. And there were a few other problems. And that fixed all of that. So I couldn't even go to my husband's 40th birthday party. I had to stay with friends and, and stuff. And um, it was hard, you know. But it was also, again, there was hope. It was hope that, yes, we're going to get through this. Of course we're going to get through this. Um, Yeah, and I know that a lot of times there's hope, yeah, in situations. You know, and just like that, the enemy comes and steals and destroys that hope. You know what? It's a choice how we're going to stand up. How are we going to stand up when our hope is absolutely scattered? So, um, yeah, in two thousand and five, July two thousand and five, um, we decided. Oh, it's been so many years, last year, and um, we we decided we're not gonna even go down that lane of getting um, testing kits and all of that anymore because we're going to wait 10 days and then we're going to do the testing. And um, one morning I woke up and I realized, oh my God, it's 10 days. And I haven't, I didn't have it. <coughs> So I literally, I jumped out of bed. I didn't even wake Ian up. I just put on my running clothes. I ran down to the shop, got mm-hmm. the testing kit. And I woke Ian up <laughs> with a tasting in front of his eyes saying, I'm pregnant, I'm pregnant. <laughs> and the joy that we experienced Ian was like, what? What are you talking about? And it was just, yeah, we were so excited. You know, there we were. It was five years into our six years into our marriage. And um, we were so excited, five years into our marriage. We were so excited. Listen, we we didn't wait for three months to phone people and tell people and all. No, no, we were on those phones. We phoned family, We told them, we celebrated, and um, we found our friends who were close to us. I said, "Pray, you know, because we are pregnant. Isn't it amazing? God answer our prayers." And for those who know me, I immediately started to plan the. The room, the room, is gonna be gray, it's gonna have a blackboard in. My mind ticked over, okay? I had everything planned. I phoned my one friend, I said, see the list, send the list, if we go and get everything ready because we're gonna have a child. So excited. And then one Friday evening, my dreams were scattered. I was just under three months pregnant, and um, I lost our child within 20 minutes. I was in an ambulance on my way to A and E, and I was strong. I was like, "No, this is not going to happen." I speak the blood of Jesus over my body. I will not let this happen. I will not and um yeah like i said we ended up in and e and a few hours later they asked me to come back on the monday um they don't know the lady was said, i don't know i can't tell you anything but let's give it a chance on monday then you can come back for the test and um, for will scan and we can have it and it was um actually yeah just to go back a week before that we went for our first scan because um, I am seen as a, a high um, 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 case, so they put me forward in everything. I, I, I got two scans within two weeks um, when, the, when my baby was still okay. And so we had this little picture. It was, it was literally just a little pee in my womb, but we rejoiced over that little pea. We had put a little picture on our, in our wall and... Above it, we said, expect a miracle, and we framed it. It was like, this is our, this is it. And then to just see, little P was not there. The Monday we went in, and they could still identify that it's there, but they couldn't find a heartbeat. And I was still determined. I was like, no worries. The enemy will not steal from me. I refuse. The enemy is not going to steal from me. This is our child. And um, yeah, two weeks later, I had to go for another stand. And that two weeks, I prayed, guys. I prayed like never before. I speak the life on my body. I ate healthy, Shanothi. I ate healthy. <laughs> and yet, everything I tried, everything I did, just vanished. I walked into yeah into the room we had the scan and we were still like i said you know i'm still hoping we we're still praying and um this woman walked in she did the scan and she just just like just, oh yeah there's no heartbeat and um yeah um, but don't worry if, if your womb is clean so don't worry have a nice day she didn't care. For five years, I hoped for this. This woman didn't even acknowledge that I'm in pain yet. That my dream is scattered. Guys, be careful. Be careful with the words that you speak of people. Because that day, I got so hurt. That was so painful. And I know that sometimes when somebody's in pain, we just speak words out thinking. That I was just I can't explain to you the way I felt that day when I was sitting there. Because she just left the room. She didn't even tell us what to do next. She just left the room. In an was like, oh. <laughs> did, did, did that just happen to us? And um, yeah, but the thing is you have to walk back through this clinic with all the woman was sitting high pregnant. Yeah, I just lost my child. And, um, guys, I, some of your dreams have been broken. It's been scattered. Do you know what? God is still there. He is still there. Because the next minute as I was sitting there, and I was thinking, how can I walk through this place, looking around me to see all this woman who's pregnant? This nurse came in, and um, I was in tears. And She just said, I'm so sorry to hear what happened. I, I truly believe she was an angel because she just had so much love around her. She said to us, "You know what? I'm not going to let you walk through this crowd. Let me take you the back road." And it was amazing because we we went through these corridors that was empty, and we had a clear back the back of the hospital. It was really it was like a a small little door. (laughs) that she took us through and it was actually close to where our car was parked but that woman's act of love at that moment meant so much to us that there was somebody who actually cares Um, we were driving home and I was you can just imagine I was in tears and all I wanted all I desperately wanted was a hug from my mom just wanted my mother with me but I couldn't. She was in South Africa. I couldn't just call and say mom get onto the plane. I need you. But you know God had it already. in Because I arrived at home and um, I just had a cup of tea. I was just sitting there thinking, what do I do? I don't know what to do. And the next minute, the, the doorbell rang. And there was a lady standing in front of our door, Jillian Pierce. And Jill, she will never know how much it means to me. Because so I opened the door and she said to me, Margo, I don't know why, but God told me that I must come and give you a hug, I will never forget that hug, never in my life. Because the strange thing is, I always say to so said, Jill, you remind me of my mother. And at that stage, God sent my UK mother to me to give me a hug. Guys, God cares about you. Even when you are in pain, He cares, he cares about the detail of your life. He wants to give you people that will come and walk with you. He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. That is the God that I serve and that you serve. He's the God that will never leave us, who will never forsake us. I'm going to lie to you if I say to you, after that, everything was just like, ah, Fine. No, it wasn't fun. I really had to, we really, really had to mourn that. You know, my, as, as I went through that, my fear stepped in to my life. Fear of the future. Fear of losing my husband. Because the one basic thing that I, as a woman, have to do and is to give birth To children in this life, I couldn't do. I felt helpless. I was so afraid I'm gonna leave. He's gonna leave me. I was so afraid of what the future is gonna hold. And shame, shame just came and just covered me because I was shameful that I couldn't do this. The one basic thing, I couldn't do it guys, God is bigger than that. He is bigger than that. Because he came to me. He spoke to me so, so clearly. And he said to me, Margo, it's your choice now what you're going to do. I still have great plans for you. I still have the same plans for you that I had for you from the beginning. It's how you're going to deal with this now. You can either put on you know the garment of praise, or you can sit there and in shame and cover yourself in shame. Because there's nothing shameful about me. Because I am a daughter of the most high. I don't know what you went through in life. I don't know what shame you're carrying what you're know, labels you're putting on yourself right now. But I just want to say to you, God loves us just the way we are. Yes, we are not perfect, but he is. His plans for your life is still the same. It's nothing that you did wrong. You know, I pray Every day, I pray, Lord, that your will be done. And right now, I'm standing in front of you. Yes, I'm not a mother. But I am in the perfect will of God. Because he says, he is going to bless me, He is going to take me to places. And he loves me. That is what matters. He loves me. All I need to do is stay close to him and listen to the words that he has spoken over me. Man, God is speaking words over you. He's got plans for you in your career. I really felt, feel today that there is a man out there that is struggling with not where you want to be. And God is saying, wait, just wait. I still have plans for you. Maybe not the way you think it's going to look like, but I still have a plan for you in the workplace. I still have a plan. Just wait. Wait a you know, with, with this also it's it still amazed me. He's my amazing husband. He he just came and he would just hug me and tell me, you know, that he loves me for who I am. You know, that yes, it will be a blessing to have a child, but you know, we have other blessings. So what I had to do is I had to remove my focus from the child that I don't have, the child that I just lost. I had to change my focus to what I do have. And what I do have is an amazing husband, an amazing family, and my word, do I have amazing friends? So, yeah. <laughs> but you know what? I uh, This week, when I was, was doing all the, the social media for the women's event, everybody said, i um, a mother of so many, a wife to this, and I was like, oh, you, know, you know, I can't say I'm a mother of. Uh, then God reminded me, you know, God reminded me of something that happened. Um, so God blessed me and Ian with uh, four amazing, amazing godchildren. children. Um, they're not just our godchildren, they are our children, man. I love them to bits. So we've got Anna, Lana, we've got Zoe, and little Paisley Fox. And we also are a proud uncle and aunt of a little boy called Alex, and soon to be another little boy. And um, yeah, so God really showed me these kids that we already have in our lives, and said to me, Margot, you need to focus on these children. And I was like, but Lord, they they are my God children, and I was like, Margot. Focus. On what I give of you because this is the next generation. It is not about you. It's about the next generation. So guys, I want to really encourage you. Move your focus for whatever you're longing for. Whatever hurts you, lose your focus, move your focus and see what you do have. You do have some amazing blessings in your life. I have I have these children in my love. But I am absolutely, I love them to death. And I will never forget. So Paisley phoned me one day. She's in South Africa and it's really hard for me to you know, let so far, Others uh, are all around us. But um, Paisley Pop phoned me once and um, she was like uh, Auntie Margot, um, where's your children? And, you know, kids can be brutal, honestly. they just so in for it. You know, adults will go, um, so, uh, you know, but no, not her. Like, no, just straight to the line. Auntie Margot, where's your children? And um, <laughs> I said to Paisley for I, I, I don't have children. She She's like... I said, I don't have children. She's like, nah, you liar. I was like, what? She's like, no, Auntie Margot, I am your your godchild. I am your child. And that change, that little child has changed my mindset completely because I realized that I have more of an influence in her little life than I think I have. So I made it, I commit myself to pray for every one of those godchildren of mine and for my, my nephew. I pray for them. I pray for them when they have exams. I pray for them when they struggle, you know, through through um, life. I pray for them. I love them to come over to our house and you know, Ian is a painter, so I paint all over the walls and over the carpet, doesn't matter. Um, we we love being creative with these kids and and they just bring so much joy into our lives it is absolutely incredible so we we left our focus of what we don't have but what we do have and it just folds us up so we actually had a standing dates with them but for those who's in the UK that they can come and visit us when it's half term or holidays or they can come and visit us for a few days. And I must admit, guys, sometimes after those few days, I'm like, Lord, how does the parents do it? I don't know. Um, yeah. You know what? I wanted to say to you, if you have a career that's not moving as fast as you want it to move, take your focus and concentrate on what you do have in the workplace. There is something why you are still right where you are. If you are single, don't focus on what you don't have. Focus on what you do have at the moment. I know it's it's much easier said than done. I know. Guys, it's been almost 11 years since Ian and I started to try for a child. I've been to so many baby showers, and every baby shower hurts. I had to celebrate so many births. You know what? I rejoice at every single one of those nights because I know it is not as easy as it sees it speaks. It is hardcore. It is hard but you know what, I love what Shanae said yesterday is, you know, I've got a choice what I'm going to do with my hurt. I can lay it to the cross and ask Jesus to replace it. I can ask him to replace it with something better. Like he replaced my hurt with my beautiful godchildren. children. So it was just the other day again. God's, I, listen, this is a roller coaster ride for me. I yes. shall go through months that, it, that I have to hold on to dear life unto God, the name of God. So, Lord, it hurts right now. And we were with friends, and um, Ian and I was staying with him. And this little boy, Luca, he's, um, <laughs> we went out, and um, his friend was with him, and he, came running in to Mariette, and he said to Mariette, "Yeah, mum, you know, where's Margot? And his little friend said to him, who's Margot? And he just gave him a look and said, my other mother. <laughs> and, you know, that just made me smile again. He said, God, yes, I'm not a natural mother, but I am a spiritual mother to so many and, you know, I still pray for those kids that I had at kids' camps many, many years ago. I see them. They are part of my legacy. If any of the children in our life if it, yeah, something amazing done, also. we celebrate with them. We're not focusing on what we don't have. It was by accident that one of them, I met a lady that was due exactly on the same date than I was. And um, I, I saw her the other day in the shops. And this little girl is now five years old. And man, yeah, it <clears throat> hurt. It hurt. But again, guys, I had a choice to make there if I'm going to put that cover of shame on, or if I'm going to cover with God God's, cover myself with the love of Jesus, and say, so I can keep going, because God has a plan and a purpose for me. I, yeah, I hope my story will help you in some way because, yeah, it's not easy if you're on your knees day in and day out asking for something. Do you know what? Just focus on God. You will. So I decided I'm going to remove those labels of shame. I'm going to remove it completely. I'm going to remove that, that, that label of fear, you know, Bama's no message, she just said, I mean, so much to me. But she was so honest and said, she was, in a, in a moment, she was so fearful. But when she changed it, when she stopped speaking in tongues and spoke life over her child, how things just changed. So I'm speaking life over my body. And yes, you know, I'm not young anymore. But you know what? Sarah wasn't young either. And you know what? Elizabeth was not young either. I still have hope. I still will carry on this walk in life. My story will continue. And I will glorify God, even if it hurts, because he hasn't changed. He is still a good God. He is still good, and his plans for me is still good. A child is not gonna make a difference in God's goodness. I will celebrate God till the day I die. And I walked through the shops the other day with my friend Ruth, and I found this <laughs> this silly little badge, and it says, I'm a warrior like a warrior, and not a warrior. I'm not going to worry about the future anymore. I am going to put on my armor, and I'm going to walk this walk with God. And I want to invite you today that if you have a dream that is scattered in front of you and you can't see the end of it, put on your garment, Put on your armor. Stop worrying about the future. God is already there. He is still a good God. And if there's any women who are in the same position than I am, I really I would love to pray with you. You can contact me for shofar and Wimbledon. I would love to walk the walk with you because I know it is a lonely road to walk. A lot of people don't want to talk about it, especially in the church. They're scared, they don't know. But you know what? I'm in it. And I really I am surrounded with amazing women. You know, yes, they have children. You know, some of them are single, but they surround me at all times with prayer. I can pick up the phone any time of the night or day. I can say, am going through this again. <laughs> but their prayers and God's love will carry us through this. So yes, watch the story. Ian and I, our story is not finished yet. But we're going to do the best that we can. Let's pray. Yes, Lord Jesus. I just want to thank you, Father, for your love. Holy Spirit, I just want to ask you, Lord, as you have come and wrapped me up day after day, month after month, with your love, that you will go right now. Those who are hurt in the same position than I am, for those who are, are lonely, Father, who are still waiting, Father. I pray for those who are married, Father, who, is, who are struggling in a marriage, Father. Lord, Lord, just go and fill up, Lord, fill them up with your love. Oh Father God. Lord, I thank you that you are a good, good God, and that you are the planet that is each one of us. I just want to read to you this scripture? It was just such a confirmation to me. Um, this morning is he alone. He's my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will not be shaken. My salvation and my honor I trust in him at all times. O people, pour out your hearts before him because God is our refuge. Yes, God is our refuge. So I just want to wish you a wonderful day. I pray that God will be with you in your story and help you to go through life finishing your story. God bless you. Thank you for